1: Fire! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. This is your vital essence on all things to Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Phil Mitchell. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And with me, as always, is my co-host uh, for this episode, Jamie Prater. Jamie, thank you
0: so much for being on the show. Hello, my brother from another mother, literally. Um, how you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. Just recording this episode, I know that the podcast has had a bit of a break, I think since February, and you know, people are probably wondering why that was the case. I did announce on social media, but obviously, I think I decided to have a bit of a break from the podcast. It was mainly just because that, I mean, there wasn't much happening with Age of Resistance, we haven't I been mean, getting much updates or whatnot, but we're bringing the show back for just a little bit because um, uh, I... am. Um, came over to, to L.A. Um, just very recently and um, doing sort of a week-long holiday, go to the U.S. and, and stayed over at Jamie's place out just outside of um, L.A., and um, which was awesome. So, it, like, it was so awesome seeing you, you know, when we first met and um, you're picking me up from the train station. And, yeah, we, would, we just, like, felt so comfortable with each other, like, because this was the second time uh, that we met, like, in person. it's just amazing, just, I guess, the power of the internet and, like, we podcasting and stuff and just the years that we do this and um, just, you know, how how cool we are with each other and, yeah, it's just, just had an amazing time in LA with you.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was great seeing you and, you know, you're one of those people where, and I think we all have those, everyone listening probably have those people in their lives where they can spend, you know, they see each other and they spend time away and then they get back together and it's like no time has passed and, you know, Phil and I... We talk every day, you know. Um, Most of it, obviously, of course, is uh, Dark Crystal related. Where's the trailer? You know, why why haven't they released the trailer? What's going on? Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? Yeah, does it exist? Does Netflix does the show even exist? Um, (laughs) And you know, all that fun speculation (laughs) slash frustration. But yeah, it was really really great to see you. Of course, Phil and I share just we're very similar people. We have a love for the Dark Crystal. Um, I've met Philip's wife, who's an amazing woman, um, amazing person. Uh, So, yeah, but it was great to meet up and spend time in L.A. and do what we did.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, So, I mean, you know, a couple of things that we did is we we did record a couple of podcasts for um, the Dark Crystal Minute. So, you know, those shows are going to come back. I know um, we've had a bit of, of a hiatus Uh, with those shows but I do definitely plan to bring them back which is really cool so I'm definitely you know as we're sort of waiting for stuff with Age of Resistance there's been a lot of things happening in the background like uh, having a break but I'm actually been recording uh, quite a number of shows in the background so I have episodes of The Gathering songs I have quite a few episodes about uh, Beneath the Dark Crystal um, which for any new listeners that's a sequel to Power the Dark Crystal, which is a new comic book series. And, of course, um, the books with uh, Tides of the Dark Crystal. So, we're still recording those shows. I think once we get Tides of the Dark Crystal all sort of completed, um, then those shows will come out very shortly. And same thing with we've we've, um, uh, Beneath the Dark Crystal. So, there's going to be a lot of content coming your way on the internet, of all places, of course. And, um, yeah, it's just a very exciting time um, as we, you know, continue waiting (laughs) for Age of Resistance. So, but I might as well talk about why I went to LA. Um, You know, there was a couple of, um, the big reason was actually just to see Jamie. But also, the other reason was uh, we were very fortunate enough to be able to visit the Jim Henson Company on Monday, which was for those of you that, that are listening to the podcast in the future, uh, that would have been on the twenty second of April, uh, twenty nineteen. So, no, we, which was fantastic. Uh, Nicole Goldman made ma- made it all happen. So, like a big thanks to Nicole from the Jim Hansen Company to for making it all it all happen. And um, uh, th- this is what the show is really about. We wanted to talk about um, our experience at the jim henson company and just to sort of i don't know just sort of break down you know what what went down so and we're just we're just so excited to tell you what has happened and and all that
0: yeah it was really an exciting time and uh yeah just the henson the henson headquarters now i'd been there before but i hadn't seen what a lot of what we saw the second time around which of course we'll get into um but i will say when you come in there you go into reception and you can see some like puppets and stuff, but you just feel it in the air. First of all, there's you walk into the reception, and it's this old building. It's Charlie Chaplin's old studios, and all the buildings are preserved. They have renovated it, but they've kept the integrity of it. So you walk into the reception, there's a big desk, and then there's these big like glass cases, and one of them has all of these awards, like Emmys and, and Grammys and Oscars, or, you know, all sorts of stuff like that, all types of awards. And, uh, but you can feel the magic in the air. Like, you know, you're someplace special. And there's this, like, life size Kermit sitting on a chair. And they have, like, they had Julie's Green Room, I think that's what it's called, the Netflix show playing at the same time. And me and Phil were just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and uh, waiting for people to come and kind of, you know, take us away and give us a tour. And um, so, Again, right when you pull in, it's just—it's just a real. There's kind of a hush that is is over. There's a lot of people that are walking around because they're a recording studio. They're also they have stages where they record puppetry shows, digital puppetry shows, and all of those types of things. But it was really great. It was just a really special thing.
1: Yeah, and like one of the awesome things when you go to reception is um, you can get a get a bit of a look at a uh, the ornamentalist, uh, who one of the Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. So. Um, that was actually pretty awesome to to see a life size, um, you know, an actual Skeksis, uh, you know, at the Jim Henson Company, and um, yeah, just see, just being in that reception room is yeah, it is very magical. Um, but I mean, everything, you know, even around it, it's all very magical, <laughs> um, that sort of thing. And then from there, we you know we got to see uh, Nicole, and she introduced herself, you know, so sort of talked about. A bit of the you know a bit of the, about the company and um and also I mean that was a thing actually is that um this year is pretty much a twentieth anniversary of the Jim Henson Company's sort of um opening up in LA well in the um uh, the Chaplin uh, Charlie Chaplin Studios so um, yeah so that was kind of cool about that um that's only been yeah twenty years since they've um yeah been open like in in LA
0: yeah it was. Yeah, it's awesome. And they showed us, uh, like, there's a little bit of a tour video. We went into a specific theater where Charlie Chaplin used a screen of his films. And they showed us essentially this Henson, like, tour video. And it's hosted by, I can't remember their names. Uh,
1: oh, yes. Yeah, so I've got their names. So, um, yeah. So, it's Bobby Vegan and Samson Knight. And these are, like, two characters that appeared, I think it was, like, in a television pilot called um, Tinsel Town. Um, which I don't think that, I don't think it, it only got as far as the TV pilot, but I think those characters have appeared in, um, other little projects here and there, you know, like, like the tour video that we saw. And I think, um, a couple other places as well. Um, and and they were performed by Brian Henson and and Bill Burrata, who, um, uh, Brian Henson is the son of Jim Henson. Um, and Bill Burrata, I mean, he's just, uh. Uh, one of the masters of (laughs) puppetry. Um, He does a lot of stuff and he was, um, I mean, he was actually featured in, uh, in Frank Oz's uh, documentary Muppet guys talking. So that, that that was like a cool video of them, of these two characters uh, sort of doing the tour of of the Jim Henson company and, you know, just them getting into all trouble and all disastrous things that (laughs) sort of happened to these characters during uh, sort of them trying to do a tour of the, um, yeah, yeah, of the Jim Henson Company. So that was kind of fun, yeah, to watch, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was really fun. It was just, uh, they were really funny and slapstick, and they kind of had a Laurel and Hardy uh, vibe to them. Uh, and then uh, it ended, and Nicole then started taking us kind of on a, a tour of of everything else, uh, which was really fun.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. Um, so, um, like, one of the first places that we went to, we, we went into uh, one of their sound stages, and, and we walked in and as she told us about this, um, th- that they were right now, they were currently shooting uh, an episode of uh, Word Party, uh, which is a children's sort of television show that is on um, Netflix. And um, and the, the interesting thing about with, um, with Word Party is the technology that they use to uh, create the show is... Um, it is very, very interesting. It's pretty much like... Um, it is CGI, but it's CGI, but it's still using the technique of puppetry to sort of bring the characters to life. Um, so, you know, it's just it's almost just like a one big empty stage. They do set up some stages here and there that sort of... Um, as reference and pretty much um, all the actors uh, that appear like on set, um, they all have motion trackers on them. So... And that sort of helps uh, with the animation aspect of um, being able to work out, you know, the movement of the arms and the legs and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was just a very fascinating, um, yeah, aspect to to this, you know, technology that they've been doing um, with the Jim Henson Company.
0: And the the environment of the stage—it's almost like a church. You go in there, and so the walls are all bare, and it's like very dark, and it's got almost like this. Old antique brown hue because there are lights on, and so you have all of the actors in their suits, their mo their mocap suits in the middle, and then all around the actors are the voice actors and their voice actors in their puppetry uh, stations. So they have their hands in these devices and they're moving things around. Phil got to try one out, um, and so we got to watch them perform. And we met someone very special while we were there.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. And, I mean, that was the thing uh, before we get into that. Um, yeah, it was actually cool um, actually playing with the controls with, um, you know, holding things with two hands and, you know, the, all these buttons, they do something, you know, open and close the mouth or moving the eyebrows. And um, it's all sort of very – the controls are very subtle. So it's like you don't need a apply so much pressure which i know I, I sort of was just sort of playing around with it in general but th- you know th- there is an art to to what they do and uh, i guess you know it is very similar to puppetry in that regards that with that but also the cool thing with technology as well is you know all the controls pretty much the same setup but the what the cool thing is is that the puppeteers can actually customize their controls so they might want the you know the mouth, mouth open and close you know on, with a different button or a different kind of um uh, thing to to what suits to them, especially I guess you know if puppeteers are left you know left handed or right handed that sort of thing. So that was really that really fascinating. So that was pretty cool, and yeah, I mean we you know as we went inside um, we did uh, happen to meet uh, Donna Donna Kimball, uh, which was really awesome. And um, for any of the listeners who want to know who Donna Kimball is, she is voicing Olga in the Dark Crystal. Age of Resistance. And um and yeah I mean and she is one of the, the puppeteers like for you know of course with Word Party and uh, several other things. Um but I guess it was really interesting that in the case with the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance that um she only did the voice. Uh you know she didn't puppeteer um, with the show. So that was really awesome to um to meet up with her and um you know we we really got to know her quite a bit and uh, we chatted about i guess the challenges of you know what's going to be like you know taking over the role you know who was once uh, played by um who voiced by billy whitelaw
0: uh that she has a tall a tall order uh and one great thing or interesting thing that she mentioned was she has one session of voiceover left to record and we talked to her about what that was like of course. The big question in the room, the big question everyone probably has on their mind is, well, could you talk about age of resistance? We really couldn't
1: oh yeah, I, I mean we'll, we'll get into that a little bit um, but, but but
0: before <laughs> we get real into it, yes, you might people might have that question as we're talking to Donna. The questions by people. well, what did you ask her about Age of Resistance? And I asked her, like, about her voice technique, you know, because it's a very specific voice. Oh, Auger, as you know, she kind of talks. You know, she's got a rough, raspy, very specific voice. And that takes a lot. And uh, for, you know, and if anyone ever meets Donna in person, Donna has a very sweet, high-pitched, you know, female voice. She doesn't sound like Billy Whitlaw. She does not sound like... Um, Agra so she has to bring that voice out so she kind of told us things that she had to kind of do to prepare which is like drink Tea and take the stuff called Throat Coat to really bring that character out, so it was very interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's gonna be interesting to. I mean, I'm just so uh, looking forward to you know, hearing the voice of Olga, like what she's gonna sound like. Um, but the fact that, yeah, I mean, you know, she did say that she she's about to do very soon, like her last uh voiceover uh, recording, which I think, which I know for a lot of people is like, oh, it must be nearly finished, it must be nearly finished, it has to be done, sort of thing. I don't, I don't know, I mean, well, I think we'll talk talk uh, uh, you know I want to keep talking <laughs> about this experience that we had before I think we get deep into it, you know with the updates of age resistance and then what we think of it all and sort of speculate upon that so it was great to see um Donna Kimball um, so that that was amazing and um and that, that was a cool thing that we just um you know bumped into people who you know um, and cuz after the um after going into word party word party they um we headed out to the we went ahead out of the sound stage and we walked upstairs or going to, and we actually bumped into um haley Stanford um who is one of the executive producers of the Dark Crystal age of resistance um so that was really awesome to sort of introduce ourselves um to her um and she's just such a lovely person and um and it was awesome, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was great uh she was just so um happy and joyful and uh just full of life and energy and it was kind of a funny moment there um and i'm you know we can talk about it i just one of those things where we're with nicole and nicole goldman just she is really kind and just forthcoming and just has great spirit and great energy and really we were just humbled to be in their presence we were humbled that they took time out of their day because they are with a show this size, they have a lot that they're doing. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. It's not just yes, it's on Netflix, but it's huge for Jim Henson. Um,
1: oh yes, because um, I mean, like even um, Nicole, when you know we were chatting to her, and she said that *Age of Resistance* is you know, the biggest puppetry show ever. Like, it, it like it is legit. Like the biggest show um, that's just never been done in this way. Um, which is yeah you know which is incredible and um and, and so yeah I mean we sort of bumped into Haley Sanford and this is sort of one of those uh, little moments that sort of happened um, where she actually asked us um, by the way have you guys seen that um <laughs> that New York Comic Con footage and <laughs> and uh, I guess you know uh, we were probably a bit like oh n- no no we haven't we haven't had a chance to see it and then she asked Nicole it's like oh you know can these guys see it she's
0: like. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, well, why don't you show it to him? <laughs> and Nicole kind of looks at her and she goes, well, I don't know which one I have. And I don't know if they just mean like different versions of it. I don't know what that means. Um, and and then she goes, I don't know which one I have. What Which one do you have? And then then Nicole <laughs> goes, well, now look what you've done. I know. <laughs> um, and so me and Phil were like, we were like, oh, my yeah, God, no, yeah. this could happen. This could happen. We could no. see this footage. It didn't happen. But the next a few minutes or a half hour was really great even though we didn't get to see anything
1: yeah yeah so i think i think we could definitely say letting you all know that now that we we didn't see anything so <laughs>
0: yes we saw nothing at the henson company at all yep yep and we're outraged <laughs>
1: no, i'm just kidding outraged
0: <laughs> outraged but we saw or who we got to saw to see who we got to speak with It was the next best best thing in terms of like people who are at the Henson studios who came down to meet us and Phil can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah.
1: I mean, so after meeting up with Haley, uh, we went up to uh, the mural room, uh, which uh, also that there was a tour group that was there as well. Um, We actually, I mean, Nicole, we had a, you know, our own sort of private tour uh, with the, with Nicole, Um, but there was another tour group company um, that were just about to wrap up. Which was called the Adventures of Disney, and well, pretty much what was cool in that room was um there was just yeah a big uh, painting yeah a, a mural of um of all of Jim Henson and all the Muppets and characters um that he's you know been uh, associated with, and I think it's a, I think it's the image that you might have seen online I think so, and and uh, that was kind of cool just looking inside that room and 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 being able to take photos um <laughs> with us in that mural and um yeah it was pretty cool.
0: It was, it was awesome. And before we went in there, actually, me and Phil weren't really sure. She said mural. So we look at each other and <laughs> like, is she talking about the Wall of Destiny? Um, and for those of you who don't know what the Wall of Destiny is, most of you do, is that scene in the Dark Crystal right before they go to the castle, Jen and Kira go into the houses of the old ones and they see this big prophecy on a wall and they call that the Wall of Destiny. So for a minute, we thought, we were going to go see the wall of destiny. And I was like, Oh my God. But then we realized quickly,
1: I know, I know. And, and you're like that too. Yeah. And I was like that too. I'm like, Oh my God. Then We found out that the wall of yeah. destiny
0: is actually at the creature shop in Burbank, which was essentially just kind of right down the street, not really right down the street, but it wasn't far, but whatever the mural was fantastic. And we got photos in front of it.
1: But what was pretty awesome, um, was that we actually? I think as we were sort of um walking. Oh no, actually before before all that, um, we did uh get got introduced to Rita, um, who's one of the producers of the show. We also got to meet I think Brian, um, like those two pretty briefly, and um, I can't remember. What, um, I I feel so bad because I pretty much forgotten. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Brian Hansen. Um, but I yeah. So sorry, Brian, if you <laughs> if you're listening to this. Um, I, I kind of feel bad but i know like you know it was all sort of in a bit of a rush and just um i think it was just, it just the whole experience like being there was just so surreal and just trying to take everything in and yeah it was just um <laughs> so um, so magical so wonderful
0: it was and but when she when she took us upstairs to the offices i was already, already like right away i was like what's is there anything on the wall is there a picture is there a poster is there a puppet around <laughs> i was like looking everywhere to see to just like recon to see what we can see. I mean, of course they know better than that, but you know, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to let an opportunity pass me by to see if I could see something, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Cause I remember you, you were the one that spotted, um, you saw a podling in one of the offices, like near, near reception. Yes. Yeah. A so slave
0: poddling. Yes. No. I'd never seen that before. And I wanted to go in there and I was looking in the, yeah. like, Oh, we can't go in that room. Uh,
1: I know. I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> um, so that was kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, it was just great. And then, then we went downstairs and then, you know, we hear a couple of people coming down the stairs and then they introduced to us and, and then that was, um, Jeffrey Addis and, uh, Will Matthews, um, who, are the writers and essentially they were the, the creators, um, of the dark crystal age of resistance. Um, so that was an awesome, uh, surprise. I think that, that we both got to, to meet with them and um got to chat to them a little bit and and yeah it was it was pretty awesome yeah
0: it was awesome and also we were kind of on our way out like we knew that the tour was kind of ending and they came downstairs and they were like we heard you guys were here and we wanted to come and see you and we wanted to say hello and it was really like i mean i know like phil started this you started this phil this this podcast but right when sort of like i met you in the end of 2014 I believe. And that's around the same time you started. But um, you started this before me, of course, I've been on and off. Now I'm kind of full time on um, a full time host with you. Um, But you started this before into essentially this little podcast that could and to have the writers of this show that we've been thinking about for two years um a show that we could have never imagined uh and these guys who photos we've seen we've seen them online we've seen them make comments to have them come downstairs and say we really wanted to meet you was humbling and it was it was just a really great thing
1: oh yeah it it was just so incredible to um just for them to actually be like you know hey yeah we we heard that you were going to be here today and they just wanted to shake our hands and just say you know and that, that you know that that's they are fans of the podcast um that they love listening to to all the episodes or you know that, that we've done um of trial by stone so that's been kind of fun and i think you know they they sort of had fun you know listening to the show and i mean it was kind of even crazier to to hear that i think they they were talking about um that themselves and Louis leteria um <laughs> listening to the podcast and i think i think they so sort of, i think we sort of there was sort of a joke that you know while they're in london they're listening to an episode i think we were talking about um probably the age of resistance speculation episode i think it might have been that episode with us too and i think you know we were sort of like oh you know does the does show really exist you know because it's just so surreal to us and and they're like yeah man and you know <laughs> and Louis and and well jeff and was sort of like to Louis, i'm like you know they, they don't think the shows exist and it's like and then they were just like well let's just get back to work and um, <laughs> continue shooting um with the dark crystal um age of resistance so
0: and i think he was actually responding to because uh, they're in the groups i mean i don't know in what capacity they're in the groups, but it seemed like he had said that he had seen something someone post something in the group it might have been the age of resistance group someone says, does this show even exist? And I think part of that comes from, and we should probably talk about that a little bit in terms of like, because there's a lot of people, of course, we've been kind of like, where's the show? Where's the trailer? It's been 626 days and we're all waiting. We're all excited. And there is a little bit of frustration, but we should, I think, talk a little bit about that. Like why, like people, you know, there's been, it's been about two years since the release. It'll be two years on May 18th. Of course, they released three amazing character photos of Rian, Deet, and Bria. Um, And then we saw the photo of the, essentially the stars of the film, which were the puppeteers in front of that tree, which were great. But that's it. There was nothing at New York Comic Con unless you were there. Um, So, and the Comic Con whole thing, you had most of the fans online waiting to see this panel. And and hear about it, and we were talking about it for a week, oh, yeah, yeah. or two, or two and, weeks, and we were excited know, and so excited. And,
1: and, and, I, and I remember, like, when it announced that panel was announced, and I was, I just arrived in in Hawaii because I, you know, about to get married a couple of days. You know, this yes. is in September. That and you were like,
0: Jamie, let me know, and we'll see what we can do, and if they show footage, we'll we'll talk about like a a reaction and all these things. And we were so excited. Yeah.
1: And, and, and the day that the, um, the panel happened, um, I actually just got home and pretty much when I arrived, I think I was probably an hour away from, you know, an hour before it started. So I was quickly turning every, the computers on and, uh, (laughs) getting all the recording gear going a little bit. And we were just both on messenger. Um, and we, we were watching it live. (laughs) Um, and, yeah, I mean that that was the thing <laughs> that with that panel it, it was a very short ten minutes and um, yeah, I mean I know there was I mean I think <sighs> unfortunately I think for that panel you know for for fans online and stuff who couldn't be at New York Comic Con it was a lot of frustration that it it like it did seem like they were building up to that we're going to see something.
0: Yes, yes, and I think uh, again to kind of. Uh, give context to the level of frustration that maybe people who are working on the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance are seeing or have seen is really that panel it was heavily promoted of course they they released the pumpkins right in the front there was Dark Crystal Age of Resistance there was a poster there was the crystal this was the first official discussion or whatever that people were going to see and then there was advertisements we're going to broadcast this live most of the fans didn't wouldn't didn't attend most of the people who attended the new york comic-con didn't attend for the dark crystal so really all of the fans were at home waiting to watch so then we watch a 10-minute uh panel that we really didn't hear anything we heard nothing except for of course louis Leterrier. And and Lisa talk about you know the show and what it was like and it was great to hear from them but they almost seemed like they didn't know what to talk about so then we're waiting we're waiting and they, and the feed cuts and you see nothing and then we're thinking because everything leaks it'll leak it'll leak it'll leak months go by weeks go by it'll leak it doesn't and so then finally of course we have the the character the character uh, images that released in December which was great. But we've kind of felt like it was all of this promotion for something no one saw. And it was frustrating. It really was. And not frustrating in the sense of like, we deserve this stuff. But we've been waiting for a long time. And the context of the wait has also been you have a, 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 a fandom that was also waiting for Power of the Dark Crystal. Yeah, back in uh, back th- in two
1: thousand and five. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I was one of those monster. fans. Like, I, I yeah, I, me too. I still remember, like, um, you know, reading it when it was first announced in two thousand and five, and just being like, "Well, this is this is," and it was a time where Star Wars Episode Three was finishing up. You know, the the last movie of the Star Wars films. That there wasn't going to be any more films. Little did we know that that was going to happen. You know, ten years later, that we get a, a sequel trilogy and and more movies to come. Um but back then, you know, that like that was the last Star Wars movie and and that's I was super excited about Pound the Dark Crystal just because I'm just like, well, well Star Wars is gone, but at least we've got Dark Crystal to look forward to. Um so like it, it was really exciting and I was like I think this would have been during towards the end of high school, so and I was just starting to get into um going into film school and I just was like, Yeah, you know, it was just sort of I just couldn't believe that we were gonna get a dark crystal movie and not only that but they were actually going to shoot it in the many years of production and it was actually going to be shot in uh, sydney australia through i think through omni films because um, I, I think i reckon it was probably because of the jim henson company's sort of association i guess especially with sydney like they did shoot uh farscape in australia so i think that must have been something that it sort of made sense to to shoot something and in, 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 to do it in sydney uh, Australia I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure that, that's just me speculating about it yeah it was just um there was a lot of excitement and just the anticipation and you know unfortunately it wasn't till I think it was uh 2012 or even earlier than that that it um pretty much got shelved or got cancelled and um
0: no it was like uh 20 yeah 2012 so you're talking seven years later um but also uh, at the San Diego Comic Con in 2005, they had a sizzle reel which I saw, um, and it was on YouTube for a moment. Um, and then they like they showed the Kira puppet. They released images of the Jen and Kira puppet, and then the Therma, the the who's like a the light. What are they called? The file, yeah, the file, filing. Yeah. And uh, so there was a lot, and so fans were just going nuts. I was going nuts. I was just, and so then it be- turned into seven plus years of waiting. So Gendy Car- Gendy, I think that's how you say his name, Tartovsky. Tartakovsky, he was who did um, who what what was that show he did on Cartoon Network, uh, the Star Wars show.
1: Oh yeah, he did uh the Clone Wars. Uh, sh- sorry, I should say Star Wars Clone Wars, uh, which was the 2D animation that was done I think between 2003 to 2005, and which I mean which it was actually a pretty awesome uh show because. Um, even though it's it, you know it's it's non it's not canon anymore, because um, that sort of got replaced with the CGI series um, with Star Wars: The Clone Wars, um, which is a, an amazing show, um, and um, but but this 2D animation, like uh, the first season, there were like five minute episodes and um they were really cool just to seeing just seeing all the characters like during the events between episodes two and three we've seen um obi-wan and, and and we got a bit more of Anakin's sort of journey um ju- with that show and and got to see so many characters and like Mace Windu just kicking ass and <laughs> um it, yeah i mean it was a great show it was a great um yeah. 2d animation show, so
0: yeah. with Gendy. I hope that's his name. Uh, I hope I'm saying it right. I think I am. With him in charge, based off his pedigree, based off what he's doing, everyone is excited. Let's fast forward. So we're talking about all this because there was this big setup for this sequel, this sequel film called Power of the Dark Crystal, and everyone was waiting for it. And then money fell through, financing fell through, and then another, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Press release was released saying, oh, we're retooling some things. A uh, New di- new directors was were, were taken on. New funding was, was found. And then that funding fell through. And then they went through, finally ended up ending up in with OmniLab and the Spirit Brothers. And then that fell through. And then, so really, we heard nothing until years later, which was probably 2015 or 2016 that we found out from the Henson company that the power of the dark crystal was going to be turned into a comic, but this isn't discussion we're having right now. Isn't about the power of the dark crystal. It's more about the frustration that I think, and the, the trepidation that the fans are feeling and the idea that a lot of people have seen footage of a lot of people probably in terms of a uh, dark crystal fans, a handful of them saw some footage at a New York comic con that was heavily promoted and then silence. Even with the the, the stills of the, the Gelfling characters, the main stars, which were great, it was been silence. And so as May 18th approaches, which is the two-year mark for the announcement, people are like, I think people feel kind of like, well, what is this about? Like, you've shown footage to people at a con, why can't you show it to us? Where is it? And it's just Frustration. And I know there's varying degrees of frustration. And I think people have the right to feel frustrated. You know, everyone's excited. Everyone um, wants to see the, the show. And I think people are more concerned, not so much about when the show drops, because it'll drop sometime this year. We all know. I don't really care that it dro- when it drops this year. I only care about, I would like to see something from it. I'd like to see something to discuss, something to kind of bring me back into that world to like, so we can go, oh my God. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and s- and just yeah just speculate all all those things you know within all the footage that we you know see um which you know we don't know when that's going to happen and it's just um yeah i mean yeah like i totally understand like the frustration that some fans have and um and uh, this is really i mean i mean this was another reason why i wanted to wanted to record this show um you know not only because you know just sort of you know, chatting about you know me being in la and, uh, me being in Atlanta, which I'm going to talk a little bit later in the show. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, um, I, I think pretty much the message or the feeling that I got, even with, um, like with the writers, uh, with Jeff and, and Will, when we were, you know, chatting to them and we just knew that they wanted to tell us so much, but they know that they couldn't. And what, what's the, the most important thing, uh, with the show that I think coming, going through this tour and and meeting people and stuff is everyone is a fan of the Dark Crystal. And I, I think like overall with the whole experience, it's, it's given myself a lot of like, I, like I have a lot more trust and and the confidence um, that they're going to produce. It's, it's just going to be an incredible feat of the show. It's, It's stuff that's probably never seen before. It's going to be incredible Yet we hadn't seen anything. Um, <laughs> I know, and, and I know that that might be so stupid to sort of proclaim um, <laughs> all of that, but um, but from meeting the people, you know, I, I really am really inv- invigorated, um, you know, for the podcast. It's it's really um, energized <laughs> the podcast a lot more now. You know, th- there's been some mo- moments, in, you know, with the podcast history, and I think two years ago with the announcement of. Age of Resistance, um, you know, when that day happened, I'm like, well, okay, that's changing the podcast. And I think after, um, the tour visit on, um, on Monday, um, yeah, definitely, um, changed it up as well. And, um, they gave, they gave us a lot of advice and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and again, just kind of echo what you said, Phil, um, Jeffrey, uh, they were just, you could you could see that they wanted to kind of tell us more. And they were like, you know what? More is coming. Uh, soon we'll be able to talk about all this. We don't know what soon means. Uh, hopefully soon means soon. Um, and I, I, And, you know, there's so much love. And these people aren't just like, oh, we're making a Dark Crystal show. I'm just a writer. No, these are fans. These are people who deeply, deeply care about these characters. And I think there's a couple of things. Like for me, myself personally, I carry these characters. I've carried these characters in my heart since I was a kid. Um, these characters of Jen and Kira and the mystics and the Skeksis and the podlings and, and Fizzgig, and everyone and the Landstriders. These aren't just, Oh, Hey, I love this movie. No, 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 no. This movie lives and breathes in my heart. Like I've made characters. I've, you know, I'm an artist, so I've created things. I've created sculptures and not just for the sake of sculptures but because i want my friends near me um this is how important this film has been to me like the dark crystal came into my life as a child at a very 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 dark time uh, as a very young child i experienced some really horrible things and the dark crystal was a world of wonder literally it was this world of wonder and uh, i got to go on a journey with jen and kira and i was able to thanks to vhs Uh, Go on that journey over and over and over and even as a kid like I built full scale puppets of of uh, Jan and Karen. I wanted to be a puppeteer and I I wanted to create and build things and I built I was going to throw I was going to put on a play of the Dark Crystal and I had built sets and all these things that never happened. But the love was there. So that's what this. This film has meant to me. So me being excited about the Dark Crystal, and I would imagine obviously you, Phil, but everyone who's excited about it, these characters live and breathe inside of us, and I, and the world is so close to us, and we know that it's so close. So I think a lot of it is just we want to go home. Um, That home has already always been in our hearts. We just want to see it again.
1: We just want to return back to Thra. You know, whether big or small screen, and that is what I'm, what we're going to get. And I mean, even for myself, like um, how I sort of deeply deeply relate to the film. Um, as a kid, sort of growing up, I was diagnosed uh, with autism at a very young age, pervasive developmental disorder, and uh, the big part of it was to do with communication, uh, not being able to say words properly, and the big thing, and another things like uh, difficulty relating to people. As a kid, I would always go see um, a speech pathologist or a speech therapist, Darko, and um, I always visit him once a week during my my early years, like in primary school and just learning how to say words properly. I think I remember like uh, having trouble pronouncing the word "the." I would always say va, like as in VA and not the, T-H-E sort of thing. And and many other words. (laughs) Like fallabam. (laughs) Which of course (laughs) is, yeah, fallabam, that sort of thing. And and I guess, um, you know, we've, relating but and that's sort of the magical thing about with puppets is um that for i don't know, it's it's just a thing that there's kids you know we all you know we've always loved sesame street and and all and all, you know every kid that's probably seen sesame street loves the characters or and i was one of those <laughs> kids too but i think i deeply related to those characters in a way, like, much more than, than real people um, in, in that way. And um, and I think that with The Dark Crystal especially, um, I really related to Jen so much. And I think the big reason was that um, the way he spoke, I mean, you know, the English was very simple and it was easy to understand. And I, I, I think it's like being able to... You know, it was a film that I was able to sort of follow the journey with Jen. And I just felt deeply connected to him um in such a personal way and and i know a lot of fans you know we we all have these stories and um yeah i just wanted to sort of share 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 with you all um just um you know that 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 how much the the dark crystal means to me um and and as it does to you yeah
0: yeah and they're not just stories of like stories are important you know we 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 live and we grow with stories whether you're growing up in a religious a religious setting where they're telling you stories of the Bible or the Quran or whatever, or the Talmud, you grow up surrounding by stories. like I grew up in America's last hippie commune, and it was a place of wonder until about 9 or 10 when something terrible happened to me, and it became this dark, 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 dark thing. And I experienced the Dark Crystal during this time right after this, this thing had happened to me. Um, And it was like the doors of wonder opened and I entered into the the land of Thra and I never left Um, and my heart still lives there. And it, I had seen Star Wars before. I'd seen Return of the Jedi in the theaters with my, but the Dark Crystal was a different thing. The Dark Crystal was like being taken away on this journey away from all of the darkness that had happened. Um, and I didn't leave this commune until I was 23. So that's the power of this film. It's the power of these stories. Um, so Jen and Kara, they inform my everyday. They, um, but I think all of us from all different walks of life, whether it's uh, the director of whether it's uh, Jim Henson or Louis Leterrier or the writers or everyone, we all have stories that have, that have informed our lives and uh, affected us. And uh, I just feel like it's important to talk about that, but certainly in the context of this is sort of what we're bringing as we're excited, as we, we're waiting on to see footage of uh, Age of Resistance. Um, this is where kind of all of this is has come from. And I think part of the frustration too for people might be, seeing shows that were weren't announced until a year and a half after Age of Resistance and they're dropping they're dropping trailers, they're dropping all sorts of things, images and whether it's the Mandalorian or Star Wars or all of these things. And the Dark Crystal fans are like is this show even happening? Oh, no, yeah. Is it it like, doesn't even exist? Seeing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. not I think we know oh, that. Oh yeah it we exists, yeah, yeah we do.
1: I mean this, I mean I must admit myself. I think when when I've said that like um, you know, I, I I I probably did. You know, I did say it like you know, sort of lightheartedness, sort of jokingly, like you know, like I, like of course, of course, I knew it existed, but I think it's just it, it is so surreal. Um, you know what what we're going to be getting um later this year or you know whenever the show is going to come out, and um yeah, it's just it's just the power of the film with um with the dark crystal um that I think you know like I I love Star Wars, I love Star Wars so much, but. The dark crystal really has that suspension of disbelief. You know, there's no human characters. It's all puppets. It's they're not just puppets. They're creatures, and I think that's important to say that. Even though it's like, I mean, the podlings and the Gulflings like, and and so many other you know creatures and stuff. It, you know, they they were all sort of puppetry uh, traditional you know techniques, but. They're, they're creatures like <laughs> um, t- if you really want to think think of it that way and um, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I keep thinking and I know I've told you this before and we've talked with people about this I remember as a kid seeing Agra thinking where is this lady live like I had no idea That Agra was not a real person or a real thing. The puppetry was so amazing and you hear puppetry So people think puppets muppets. It's not it's photo real um, they look like they have, they, you know, they look like human flesh, or even though it might be like the Skeksis, which are, of course, like lizards or, or birds or whatever. But they all look real. There's no humans in it. It is a world unlike any other I've ever seen, aside from like maybe all CGI stuff or or stop motion animation or something like that. The Dark Crystal and probably and definitely The Age of Resistance is a world unto itself.
1: Yeah, it certainly is, and and that's something you know we're just um so excited with Age of Resistance, sort of going back into the world of Thra. Yeah, I mean w- w- we're just sort of waiting to see what 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 things we're going to see for the first time. You know, because it's in this time period where there's a lot of gelflings, there's a lot of skeksis. It's such a big, massive world. I you know it's just it's it's just incredible. You know what we what we're going to see whenever we do see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you have Jamie Lee's books, which have been released, which I've only read the first one, not all of it, because I really feel like if I'm going to be reintroduced to the world of the Dark Crystal, I want the show to do that. I don't want the books to do that. But again, they've been re released with these gorgeous, beautiful covers that are worthy of Jamie Lee's writing. And Jamie Lee is an, a fantastic writer who created a rich, and beautiful world within Thra with stories uh kind of unfolding around presumably presumably around Age of Resistance. Um and I'm really glad that they redid those covers. They really are really beautiful covers, whereas originally they're like, ah, it's kinda and you know the the books haven't been really promoted through Henson that that much. The comics, uh the sequel prequel comics haven't been promoted through Henson.com. So I think again, a lot of the maybe frustration is you don't see a lot of promotion for a lot of things. Um, But then the world kind of around happening around us, whether it's the world of Disney or all these, you know, uh, or or I don't know, Warner Brothers or whatever. You see these worlds of things happening and these things announced and they're dropping videos and they're dropping first look images and they're doing all these things. And we're kind of sitting back like, what about us? You know, (laughs) all in good fun, though. But we really came away with it with a couple of keywords that we were discussing. Um, you brought up the word trust. Well, I think maybe I brought up the word trust that we should trust uh, that what is coming is good and not just good, amazing. It's going to blow us away. Um, just based off the conversations that we had with the writers, um, and just you know, we just could see them kind of bubbling. Like they just they just wanted to share so much with us. But I really left with confidence too. Like. And you know, even the way that they were talking to you and to me, like, "Hey, you guys are the only Dark Crystal podcast, and we want to set you guys up with whoever you want to talk to." And they—it was really affirming. It was affirming that this is a, a worthy wait. Uh, now we can speculate about—you know—we have some speculation, like, "Why are the writers for if Age of Resistance is done? Why are the writers at the Henson Company?" I don't know. Why are the writers there?
1: Yeah, because and and well. Yeah, I mean, I mean that 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 is one of the things. I mean, like we you know we're writing the show. With a show like Netflix, um, the way that they write shows is very different compared to tri- traditional TV. And with Netflix, their way of doing it is they got to write the ten episodes way in advance, uh, just just before filming is happening, just so Netflix can go through all the scripts and you know just making sure that you know that it's going, you know, I think, so there's a bit of a flow uh, with the episodes of the show. I know um, I think traditional TV, I, I'm, I'm probably wrong about this, um, but I think um, there is a lot of writing um, with the episodes and, you know, to the point where, I mean, even in film, just because, you know, they have a final draft and they, they're going to uh, shoot the show on the movie based on that, you know, there's always a possibility of uh, changing lines, of dialogue, um, with the with, you know with the script, and it it happens with all films. It's sort of just part of the creative process where, you know, we just keep on writing, writing, and we're like, okay, this is this is sort of that's final draft locked in. Let's start getting costumes and you know characters for the scenes, and and we'll shoot it on set. I mean, uh, you know, we, we uh, directors and you know producers, they might like look at the script, and you know, they might be like, well. You know, I think I think we can do this a bit different, or or you know, or let's just change this line of dialogue. Or how about we do it like this? And I mean, one of the examples that that happened actually was on the set of um when we visited, a, you know the soundstage for wordplay, and um you know they were adjusting um dialogue um on set.
0: Yeah, there script new lines coming in right at that time, which was interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, and, and 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 it goes through. You know, it's. Uh, so many people to you know to make sure that these lines that are going you know being approved and all that all that kind of stuff so you know that's pretty normal but yeah with netflix all the episodes have to be written out that there is some sense of you know direction or just yeah just the flow of um things and i think javier i remember he mentioned about um with the writing um i think there was an article that he did said about in in that respect that's sort of that that's the way netflix works Um, but also the cool thing about with doing it that way is you're able to sort of plan, um, I don't know, like little references. So there's a reference or, you know, say for example, there was an object that appeared in episode three and, and you actually get the payoff to that object in episode nine or eight or, you know, just something like that sort of thing. So, you know, you can, you can do those payoffs and, you know, just be like, yeah, that, that sort of thing. Um, when we're watching it,
0: yeah. And typically, uh, for a lot of shows like that are on uh, regular television, I mean, me and Phil both went to film school. Like, I'm a writer. I actually have a web series launching uh, on Friday, a very small web series. But Phil and I are, are very familiar with sort of the process. But oftentimes with shows... Uh, You have a show written and they film it and then they're working on the next script and then they're going to film that. It's very episodic. Sometimes things don't connect. Sometimes you go back into the next episode of a show and you're like, it's almost like that other episode you saw last week didn't even exist. They're not story arcs, whereas the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance is a complete story arc. It's a story that's kind of happening. It's not like the story of like... I don't know. It's not just a regular story. So it makes sense. But the great thing about Netflix as well, and I, I've read this from a lot of uh, writers or people who've worked on their shows is they they allow a lot of creative freedom. They they want to see kind of the, the committed story, but then they let the, the directors and the artists do what they need to do and take control. And I think that that's a great thing. And that's why a lot of artists and directors are clamoring to streaming services, because you can make and create um, work that a lot of film studios just aren't interested in because they're so risk averse. Um, so it's uh, it, it's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it's we're coming to the point of I know the fans are just wanting to know that why why were the writers there and um, I mean there's so much we can speculate. Um, which I, I I like I don't know why why they were there. I mean they might just happen just to drop by you know on on the day they probably you know heard. <laughs> I don't don't know if that that was the case or it it could be, I mean, maybe they're still, um, you know, fine-tuning the script, uh, the scripts for for season one because as we know that um, they have been doing ADR, so, you know, it does open up, uh, you know, potential possibilities of them being able to adjust some dialogue with ADR, and then you're probably saying, well, you know, they did talk English on set, you know, doing the ADR. Because, of course, we know, we know with the Dark Crystal, with the Skeksis and Mystics, that they just talk in their own language. And it wasn't later that it, that it got redubbed into English. And, of course, with the show, we would safely presume that all the characters... It's the same thing. Everyone's... All the characters spoke in English. And and you've got the voice actors sort of um, dubbing the voices. But the cool thing is that they, they could... They, they can possibly, like, um, adjust dialogue. So, if you had a shot behind like a over the shoulder of you know just getting a reaction shot of a character but we're hearing the voice of another Skeksis like off screen there is a possibility you can actually adjust the dialogue like for that moment for for example or or even you know based on the syllables so they if they really want to if there's a shot where the say Skeksis is talking and they're like well you know we're thinking maybe we should um change this line a bit So there is that possibility that they they could do that. So I think that could be uh, one of the many reasons why um, those writers were there. Because with season one, I mean, that was pretty much all written out because the show was started filming in uh, uh, November 2017 um, was when it first started filming.
0: Which actually is a tidbit. We should say that we asked how long has this show been in the works? Because we know it's been more than two years. You can't... You can't make a 10 hour show featuring photo real puppets in huge sets with all these puppeteers in two years. You just can't do it. And it seemed like, based off what Nicole said, she wasn't really sure, but it seemed like this show had been in the works for a good five or six years. So there's a little bit, a bit of tidbit information.
1: Yeah. So I think pretty much like after We've Powered the Dark Crystal kind of got scrapped, which I mean, you know, they ended up just. Adapting it as comic books, and I think they they still wanted to do something uh, with the Dark Crystal, and I think probably from you know work, working on Power of the Dark Crystal that I think going back into that prequel era that there's a lot of um, opportunities to for storytelling in that era. You know, in a world where um, the Skeksis and the Mystics are there, and there's you know hundreds, of probably even thou you know a thousand Gulflings, um living um, on Thri- on or, or well you know on the Scarath region just only one little piece of you know thra that we're seeing in the show yeah which is which is incredible
0: all in all it was just a really amazing time and uh it was we didn't expect to meet the writers we didn't expect to meet Haley stanford of course like we said we walked away from we walked away from the henson studios re-energized completely excited driving home like well we have a lot to talk about even though we didn't see anything we didn't hear anything they couldn't get us any information or show us anything we were like we have things that we can talk about we can put out this episode what we're we're putting out now in terms of uh just a little bit of a recap and uh we just felt like philip you said it earlier in the day like this was kind of a celebration of the dark crystal and 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 the road ahead and you know once 10 hours of the dark crystal drops Trial by Stone is going to be going into overdrive and that's going to be um after shows and oh my god puppeteers and voice artists and writers and directors and whoever it's you're, there's going to be so much content coming from this podcast the only dark crystal podcast uh it's like it's like those gifs where it goes mind blown you know i'm really really excited
1: yeah, absolutely, and same here. Yeah, and, and especially like, um, yeah, when Nicole just said to us that we're, we're not going to make a Dark Crystal podcast. You know, you guys are the Dark Crystal podcast. And sort of after hearing that, um, yeah, it was just such, um, such an honor with that. And, um, you know, it sort of felt like, um, uh, (laughs) like I, I sort of joked to myself that it felt like I was, um, Peter Parker and the, um, the Avengers infinity war where, um, (laughs) with Tony Stark, where he's like, okay, you're an Avenger now, (laughs) Spider-Man, just that, yeah, just that, um. Big smile on the face. For us, you know, with yourself and myself and, and even, and even uh, with Ethan now, who's sort of a, a new addition to the Trial by Stone uh, podcast network, which I know, unfortunately, he couldn't come uh, to to record um, this episode. But he will definitely be back in uh, future episodes of Trial by Stone. But, yeah, I mean, it was just such an honor to be in the presence and, and, and really just really for us to, to introduce ourselves to them and, it, and it's just amazing that, you know, the people that work on the show, listen to the podcast. So if you aren't listening, I just want to say thank you so much, of Varm. And yeah, it was just such an um, incredible moment. And I know like, you know, yeah, sure. We didn't, we didn't get to see anything, unfortunately with age resistance, but yeah, it, it, it like afterwards, you know, on the drive home, like I just felt like we, we have complete trust and, and faith with them, what they're going to pull off. With the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, yeah.
0: Yes, and we felt like we're part of the family now. We're part of, we're on this road of this history-making show that hasn't anything, nothing like this has been attempted since 1982, and uh, we were like, you know what, we're good, we're good. We have a a, a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, and it, you know, it was a lot to take in, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was such a fantastic time, and yeah, I'm just glad that you know, I was just. So thankful to Nicole to to give us the opportunity to visit the Jim Henson Company in Los Angeles and, and really got to see Everyone there it, it was just, uh, an amazing day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was awesome uh, I was glad to be there. I was glad to be there with you my friend um, And uh, I couldn't have asked for a better day It was an incredible day and we got to go to the to Warner Brothers Studios and get a tour and go see all these sets uh, I got to see Blade Runner props I do the only Blade Runner podcast. I do an alien podcast, which is the sole, the only alien podcast of its kind. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic day. And we saw Jay Leno on the street. Uh, so, yeah.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. He was uh, filming like a car show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. The, uh, we ate at Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we went to lunch at Big Boys. Uh, I couldn't even eat it all. Oh, no, no. those Those burgers are just massive. It was great. Like, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it was, we had such a great day. And um, yeah, we're we're just so excited for the show. And yeah, just the big thing to take out of this, you know, for the listeners. And I know about the frustration that, you know, we just want to see stuff. I, I know. We we want to see stuff too. And even the people working on the show want us to see stuff. But it's really just, you know, it's really the whole thing is just under, uh, you know, Netflix's power. Like in regards to the promotion of the show so it, it's not it just seems that basically once the show is out then there'll be a lot of content you know to um to you know for interviews and all that kind of stuff so that's just a way that netflix um works and which i know is very different compared to yeah. um yeah
0: yeah they are They're very – Netflix is really essentially the only streaming service that does what they do in terms of very little promotion of their work. It's just, you know, their movies – there's a movie that came out the other day called Jonathan with um, Ansel Elgort that I saw. Fascinating movie. I had no idea that movie was being made. I had no idea. It dropped. I'm like, oh, look, a new movie. Like – and those movies kind of disappear a little bit. Um, And that's just – this is how Netflix operates. Love it or hate it, this is is what you're in for. Do I necessarily agree? No. But – Certainly the the Dark Crystal uh IP or property, uh is not just another movie dropping on Netflix. It's not just another show. It's uh it's it's you know, it has a legions of a legion of fans that are hardcore Dark Crystal fans and Muppet fans. So all of those fans have kind of gone on this journey. So um yeah, I, I think everyone understands the frustration and uh hopefully, you know, hopefully they show us something soon, but if that and uh, that but uh aside from that you know we're all with you and uh thanks everybody for listening
1: yeah absolutely and i think that we'll probably wrap up for this episode of trial by stone so again thank you so much for tuning in and don't worry there's going to be a lot of content to come um not only you know with the show that's going to come out um but also with the podcast as well and uh definitely stay tuned for the next episode uh which i will uh talk about uh, my time in Atlanta, and I also got a chance to chat to uh, Jill uh, from the Center for Puppetry Arts, as we pretty much did like an audio tour, sort of around the exhibit, and uh, which was so fantastic and wonderful. And there will also be a YouTube version of that uh, episode uh, th- with the video enhancements, being able to see what what we're talking about, that sort of thing. So uh, stay tuned for that. And so thank you all so much. And Stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.
0: You've already taken too
1: long, Delphling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle.
0: The crystal calls! To the crystal chamber!
1: So that's all the time I have for this episode of Trial by Stone. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. We're also on Twitter at darkcrystalpod and on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcasts. If you like the podcast and you think that others would love it too, then please spread the word about it. And if you can write a review on Apple Podcasts or even on Facebook... Uh, greatly appreciate it and if you're actually watching this on video on youtube uh, don't forget to hit like and hit the subscribe button and then also hit that bell notification button to be notified of our uh, future videos from trial by stone thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of trial by stone